Determine your worth by waking up to the fact that you don't earn your worth. You are worthy of your desires and your dreams and self-care and care by a lover because you were born. You are worthy because you breathe. Are you wondering whether you're being manipulated by a narcissist? Find out what hoovering is and more about narcissistic abuse in this episode. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your narcissist abuse recovery coach. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and if you're enjoying it, rate and review it on Apple. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. If you're enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. I myself, just as the Hindu goddess Kali and Mesopotamian goddess Inanna, have walked through the darkness, died to myself and ego, and ascended to connect with my true authentic self part of that healing journey, I truly benefited from talk therapy. This is why I specifically chose out of all the sponsors out there, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp and BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience with a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp Therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash empath. That's BetterHelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H. And the link is in the show notes. Claim all the offerings and transformational workshops that we offer in our studio in the link in the show notes as well at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. So today we talk, my dear empaths, about hoovering. And I'm so glad that someone had asked me about this because sometimes we get so inundated with all this information, or I do, and preparing to talk about this and that. And then all of a sudden I've skipped over some of the basics, like what is hoovering? And it's very pivotal in this experience with the narcissist and it's important to talk about because this is their key tactic to win you back into their vortex, to win you back into their influence and their coercive control. So what is, first off, narcissistic abuse? Just for anyone who's new to this, who maybe needs to go back to the basics and get clarification, Narcissistic abuse is when someone uses manipulation tactics to control another person. It's often used in relationships where there's an imbalance of power between partners, otherwise known as coercive control. Someone who hoovers fears that their target will get away from them, 
So they may engage in love bombing or feigning crises, stalking or smear campaigns. Put it in the comments below if you've experienced one or all of these things and share with me what it is. Did they love bomb you and promise you a vacation? Or did they feign a crisis or an injury or an illness? Did they stalk you? Did they all of a sudden call you out of the blue after a very long time? And smear campaigns are also something that I wouldn't consider so much in the realm of hoovering, but it certainly is part of the narcissistic abuse. They're perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. They didn't do anything wrong. It was all you. And somehow they charm and convince your family and your friends after you break with, up with them that it, it's all you and that you're the problem. And it's infuriating when those people believe their lies. But here we're spreading the information out into the world, all of us who talk about narcissism, so that one day all of the people outside of the sphere or outside of the relationship will finally understand that their lies are lies. So this is what happens in order to suck you, really, or their target in time after time, to suck their energy and to suck your attention. So an, a great sign to know if you may be in a narcissistic relationship is you feel like you have no control over your life. You feel like you have no say in what happens in your life. Then you might be dealing with the narcissistic abuse. And inside you're saying and you're screaming out, no, this is what I want. This isn't right. But their constant talkings, convincings, their sales pitches about what should be done and what is right and what you should be doing and how they know everything and they're just doing this for your best interests or so on and so forth, they're convincing you away from your heart's desire. That's the main thing. There can be some great advice that you receive from people and you don't always have to take their advice. This is where we get to gain our power back. So if you're feeling like all of a sudden the control over your life is being taken away and you don't have that control anymore, that is the very subtle covert tactic that the narcissist is doing to you in their relationship. Hey empath, just wanted to take a quick break and read to you an excerpt from my book. To all you empaths out there chasing fake love, the trick in breaking that pain cycle is to stop chasing and start fostering love for your own self. An excerpt from my book. Grab my book or listen to it on Audible. It's called Empath and the Narcissist. It's a healing guide on how to overcome narcissistic abuse, recover from PTSD, codependency, and gaslighting manipulation. So again, you have the power to say, stop, nope, I have control, I want to do this. What's the worst that can happen, right? They know your fears and they push those fear buttons in order to scare you into not jumping into something that you feel like you want to do, right? All of us have something that we wish that we want to do or we dream about. And of course, in our human nature, we have fears about it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to succeed. But to gain the mental strength to say, if I fail, so I've learned a lesson. So what? 
rather than giving in to the narcissist, twisting your fears and amplifying them into controlling you and isolating you away from what you truly enjoy, that's the thing is don't give in to your fears, which they're amplifying. That's their tactic. That's what they do. And so this type of abuse is characterized by one partner having a sense of entitlement and believing he or she knows what they're talking about. They're the expert in everything. And of course, they deserve all their dreams and desires and they deserve their special treatments. But I don't know if it's right for you. And it sounds crazy. And like, how are we accepting this when you speak it out loud? But when you're in it, they do such a great covert way of forming the words and loving you so affectionately and doing all the things that you think, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't jump out. Maybe I shouldn't do this. And they exude so much confidence that they can do it, but I don't know if I have enough confidence to do it. And so what they're doing is they're squashing your dreams and stepping on you while elevating themselves in their essentially their act of confidence. They are fake confidencing. So they're faking their confidence. They also make you feel bad about yourself. This is another sign that you are dealing with a narcissist. Narcissists often use tactics such as gaslighting, which is denying the truth and speaking the lie to you emphatically. So you're so turned around, flipped, your brain is flipped upside down. And you're like, no, I swear you said that. And they will emphatically deny the truth. They emotionally blackmail you. They blackmail you in all sorts of manners of ways. It's called DARVO. If you haven't heard this term, it's defend, attack, reverse the role of who the victim is, which is you, onto them. And they become the victim. And then all of a sudden you become the offender where you may have just started the conversation trying to express how you feel and how you think that they're not really hearing you or feeling you emotionally or connecting with you. So that is it. Narcissists, they often use these tactics. I mean, this is their sole way of controlling you and manipulating you and making you feel like you've gone crazy and all the sorts of the things, making you feel lost making you not listen to yourself, not listen to your intuition, not listen to your friends and family. They isolate you. And these behaviors are designed to make you doubt yourself and question your own sanity. And the more they distract your mind and the more they take you from listening to your body and up and just hanging out in your head and being confused and trying to make sense of everything, that's their smoke and mirrors. That's the way that they can continue to dodge your questions dodge responsibility and continue their bad behavior and continue the abuse and all the while feeling comfortable and not having to catch their next person. Some people call them prey, supply. It's really just another person who may fall for their tricks. And there are some narcissists who love to have multiple people in their inner circle to do so because it's all about the chase. It's all about the control and like how many people or how many women can I seduce and all this stuff. And even maybe for a woman, it's like how many men can I have juggling? The narcissist, another sign is they don't respect your boundaries. So a narcissist will not hesitate to violate your personal space if you try to set limits with them. They'll likely push back against you 
This behavior is called boundary violation. And they're always doing it in a very subtle way. And then sometimes it's very obvious, but it's like they guilt you into so much. It's like, come on, come on. Like, oh, you're being such a baby or you're being such a party pooper. Come on, come on, come on. Constantly pushing your boundaries. They don't have one minute of pause to consider, oh, you don't feel comfortable with that? Okay. There is no allowing you to say no. And they continue to push you because it's just their, their high of like, I can control them. I can control you. The other sign is they lie constantly. Put in the comments below how many times you've caught the narcissist in a lie. And again, they gaslight you. They darvo you. They switch it all back on you. They manipulate you. They blackmail you. Say, oh, don't tell, let's say, for instance, one of our guests on the podcast always had their father bring in these like dates cheating on her mother and he would blackmail her and say don't tell your mother or else I'm going to tell her that you put this all together you set me up with this woman right they blackmail you so they often lie always lie to manipulate you into doing what they want they might tell you that you're too fat they're always so big on appearances too thin too old, too plain, too stupid. Your hair color is funny. Change your hair color. Change what shoes you wear. Make sure you're always having perfectly done nails. You know, oh, you're so stupid. You can't go and get that degree. You're too old. All these things, you're too ugly. And that's all a lie. And those are all negative. So you definitely do not want to be influenced and around somebody who is so negative and putting you down. That comes to the next point I wanted to share with you is how much is your time worth? Living with a narcissist can be energy sucking and time consuming. You are always doing CPR on the relationship and they don't seem to actually care to be resuscitated at all. And in the clearest of moments, you ask yourself, am I wasting my time? Find out how much your life is really worth and start living more today. That takes self-reflection. So I send these weekly reminders every Saturday to my newsletter and the email list. And if you're not on the email list, I highly recommend joining because you receive so much empath support, tools, a free workshop on how to set powerful boundaries. But more importantly, you receive these reminders from me every Saturday. So this one we talked about knowing your worth. The quote that I sent in the email was, know your worth and glow. Knowing your worth is an important concept that helps you figure out how much respect and love you should receive in order to live a happy life. It also gives you a sense of just how unique your soul is and how false the lies of the narcissist really are. Determine what you're worth. If you've never sat down to write down what you need emotionally or physically, you will perpetuate the control and the gaslighting cycle of the narcissist. Not every day is bad when you live with a narcissist, when you are under their spell and you give them extra attention and you fulfill the needs that they want and do everything as they wish, times are good. But even still, when you do that, you can't fix yourself and always perpetually please them because within themselves is where they feel it is the dissatisfaction 
and then they project that out onto you. So even when you're trying your hardest to be good and to do all the things and meet their needs, they're still not going to be satisfied. So this is another key sign that you're dealing with a narcissist. But when you are tired and you're operating on empty because your needs are not met in return, you are not meeting your own needs. You can't live up to their standards. And then you're called selfish when you take an hour out of your day or a a whole day for your self-care. Know that this is not healthy. You deserve to take care of yourself as well. And you deserve someone else caring for you. You do not have to do it all alone. Determine your worth by waking up to the fact that you don't earn your worth. You are worthy of your desires and your dreams and self-care and care by a lover because you were born. You are worthy because you breathe. So how do you tap into your power source? You can start by self-care. And another part of being a part of the newsletter is you get 16 self-care tips for empaths for every zodiac season. So here's a tip that can be very practical. If you're stuck and you're spinning and your mind is confused, take some time to jot down and divide by 40. What does that mean? So try this. If you're not convinced yet of what I've said, that you're not worthy and you're so convinced that you aren't, consider it like calculating your worth and income. Money is energy, right? So, and how someone treats you is energy. This will make it more tangible for you. So take down all the instances they control you, demean you, make you feel lesser, don't pitch in in the household chores, ditch you when you needed them, mock you when you are upset, text you to control you, whatever demands they're texting you. Take down all of those tallies, let's say for one month. So take them all down for one month. And I've given an example of let's say it's 50 a day. So there's 50 instances in your interactions a day. Multiply that by 30, right? That's one month. So you have 1,500 of these negative energies that you are interacting with and taking in. Now multiply that by 12, right? 12 months in a year, that's 18,000. So now you're dividing 18,000 by 40. 18,000 divided by 40 is 450. So 450, if it was in income dollars, That's how much you should expect to earn per hour to put up with the narcissistic abuse. Are they paying you that? No. Is anyone paying you that for your time that you're spending on being abused? No. That's so. They expect you to pay for all the bills, actually. They expect you to pay for all the food, to clean everything, to do the errands, to have the consistent income so that they can fool around and do all the things that they want to do. Cook and clean and do the laundry and also at the same time take on their hypercritical demands and control you and isolate you, yelling at you, belittling you, and possibly even hitting you. And then when you stand up and try to speak your truth to them, you stand up for yourself, when you have that moment of clarity of your worth, they gaslight you and they make you feel crazy. And to be honest, you are going crazy a bit because you keep thinking they will change and stop abusing you. But without professional help, 
they never will. And even then, maybe, maybe it'll shift, right? I know it's confusing when you are in it. So I'll give you a tip. Just observe their actions. Don't even listen to their words. And like I said, the tallying of all of those actions are going to help you see that you are in the negative 450 an hour. You're in the negative. They have projected their behavior and selfishness onto you. You are not the narcissist and they have convinced you so, so that they don't have to take responsibility. If you are self-reflecting already, you are not the narcissist. It is not selfish to know your worth. And it is not selfish to take care of yourself so you can take care of others with a full cup. And it's not selfish to ask for what you need, let alone what you want. So when you finally silently quit this job of being with a narcissist because your energy bank account is in the red, you deserve what your soul knows you need. You deserve what you dream of and desire. You desire to make $450 an hour and more. The narcissist is dimming your light. They're holding you back and sucking your energy dry. Before you know it, you will be a shell of a person with no passion, no will, no autonomy, and no soul purpose. The time is now to let go and move on. The universe rewards the brave. And remember, know your worth and keep your unique light shining. Always, always. So this next part is the main topic and title of our episode is the seven signs of hoovering. So I'm going to share with you what they are and then I'm going to go into a little bit of depth. So number one is they appear apologetic. Number two is they contact you out of the blue. Number three is they send you gifts. Four is they gaslight you. Five, they talk to you blank. Fill in the blank in the comments below. Maybe overly lovingly. Maybe they're overly word apologetic. They gaslight you. They talk to you. Number six is finally they tell you how much they love you. And number seven is, is they feign an injury or crisis. The time is now, the time is now to awaken to the fact that you are dealing with someone who is just there, not out of love, not out of genuine care for you, but out of control. And so the narcissist always returns. Hoovering is the use of guilt as a weapon. If you feel guilty because of something your partner has done, he's probably using guilt against you. He's projecting whatever he or she has done onto you and is now guilting you so that they get out of it. They'll try to make you feel bad so that you'll do what they want. So there's kind of two coins to this guilt that they use to hide what they're doing and then to use to control you. So how long does hoovering last? It's a great question. Anywhere from two weeks to three months. So you can't just see what they're doing in one day, two weeks to three months and think this is going to be the forever because then they'll get tired. They'll lower their guard. They'll see that you've lowered your defenses of being upset about how they're treating you 
and they will continue on in their subconscious pattern or conscious pattern of abusing you. It's just the mask can stay up for only so long. So two weeks to three months after a deafening silence, the hoovering will begin. So either you've been away from them and you haven't heard from them. And I've actually heard of instances where they've come back after years because maybe their new supply broke up with them and they're like, oh, well, I'll try her again. And they kind of pop up and reappear. So if Zara Ballard, she's an author and I quoted her, if my ex intended to return full on, he'd simply text out out of the blue from his new cell phone number, red flag, uh, asking me to meet for a drink. And sadly, those were the only times he'd ever take me out. It's only to lure you in, to be the bright, sparkly promise of what they're going to provide you in the future. We cannot take one date, two weeks, or three months at face value. We need to have them, we need to hold them to the test of time. And on the dark side of their attention seeking, they can prey on your kind nature and share with you about their suicide thoughts or attempts or self-harm or any dangerous or impulsive behavior or like we talked about earlier, a crisis or an illness that has just suddenly appeared. And they use that to lure you back into conversation with them. And then once you're in conversation, they lure you back into the relationship and they promise all of the things and you feel like you need to be the nurse to take care of them. Now on the covert charming side of their attention seeking, they will engage in a combination of hoovering tactics like sweet talking, gaslighting, reaching out to others even to get to you back into your orbit. So the best thing to do is stop engaging in this game. If you are living with them, disengage emotionally and plan your escape. If you have left and are out, block their phone, ignore all attempts, delete all emails, don't even open them for them to get back into your life. It's really best for you and it actually is best for them because if they can't continue to use people, they can't do it. So maybe they'll find some type of reckoning, maybe not. Maybe if they feel like they're all alone and no one's enabling this bad behavior, they'll start going to therapy. But if not, it's best for you. You cannot help them. They have a mental health issue that only a professional can attempt to help. And the participating person in therapy, i.e. if the narcissist is awakened, conscious, and going to therapy to heal, that's their part too. That is their responsibility and willingness to listen to the therapist, to become self-aware, and to change. Self-hoovering is one other thing I just want to share before we end that is important because I did it, and I know a lot of other people do it. In my personal experience, when I moved out after a fight, his silence was devastating. And it hooked into abandonment issues that I had from childhood wounds. So I could not take the silence and the guilt that I may have overreacted or over-exaggerated from our fight. And I felt guilty about that action. So I would reach out within 24 hours. I I was very weak. I did not give myself a lot of time. And I would apologize and I would try and, and have a resolution. And he used that. He played me like a fiddle. He played into my guilt. 
He told me he would work it out, then proceed to gently tell me what I needed to fix versus taking responsibility for his part. This pattern for me occurred seven times, which is a common number. So you are not alone in your journey. So if you can shorten those patterns and shorten it down from seven times to four to three to two to one, I really, that is the intention of sharing this information. So don't allow yourself to give into your feelings of loss and self-loathing. And don't give into the lie playing in your head that you are nothing without them. It's not true. Just go back to what I just talked about before. How much is your time worth? Why are you worth it? Because you're breathing. Because you are your own unique soul. That's why you're worth it. Nothing else. You, don't, you can't earn that. Your worthiness is already there with inside of you. The narcissist, however, has groomed you to feel this trauma bond to them so that you cannot stand on your own two feet without them. So again, find a support group that can help you be strong, get yourself a backbone, and don't reach out, put the phone down, don't text late at night, don't drunk text, don't do any of the things in your most vulnerable, weakest point because they will use that to lure you back in. And it won't be very hard for them because you feel desperate. You feel like a piece of your body is removed. You feel like you just can't survive without them. And they've groomed you to feel that way. So it's part of your psyche and in your mind that you won't find love anywhere else. You won't find success or find peace and calm without them. But it is far from the truth. You will survive. You will have peace and calm without them in your life. You will start a brand new beginning that you will find happiness again. And it's all because they're not in your life. They are the dark vortex pulling you under. So the time is now to let go and move on. Like I said, the universe rewards the brave. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Follow and share. Put your comments in the thoughts. DM me on Instagram or email me at ravenscottshow to let me know and share with me how this resonated with you. Take a screenshot and share this with your friends and tag me. I'd love to connect and start a conversation. One last thing is to gain your free How to Set Powerful Boundaries workshop and empowering pep talks every Saturday. Sign up for the newsletter. Get those in the link in the bio and in the show notes. Discover How to Leave the Narcissist is a workshop I offer as well as a soul integration with our guest star, Magic Kathy. And there are so many wonderful things coming up. You may also enjoy episode 115, which is plant medicine to heal childhood abuse and trauma. How much is your time worth? Which is an article I wrote on the blog and emailed out to all of you newsletters. And another one that's really interesting and a bit of a broader narcissist topic is Native American Heritage Month. We talked about this article I wrote in my blog on ravenscott.show called Tears of the Land. That is it. That is the conclusion. 
We'll see you next episode. And thank you again so much for listening. I truly appreciate you.